Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Is the bachelor tougher now because of social media? Did sure, get yeah. I mean, everything's tougher talking to two people who have rely on social media for a living. But at the same time, I do, you know, I do think it will be what ultimately ruins the world. Um, <laughs> today's podcast is brought to you by our friends at SeatGeek. Use my code Jason and get $20 off your first order. Guys, what's up? Welcome to the podcast. Yes, we're here with our guest this week. Nick Vial from The Bachelor. What's up? How you doing, Jason? So good to see you here. Good to see you. Brand new book coming out right here, October 4th. Guys, this is a this is out by when you're seeing this. Don't text your ex happy birthday and other advice on love, sex, and dating. Um, I did a deep dive on you last night. Really took you in, man. How did it how did it go? I think that you're the um I think you're the the best bachelor they've ever had. I think, I think you'd be tough to beat because you're very, uh, you're very thoughtful. Uh, you're more than just a pretty face. And, uh, I, I was, I was, you know, I was really, I'm blushing. I was really satisfied by, by what your whole thing. And I think it's really impressive that, you know, you went on a reality show and you've parlayed it into a podcast and all kinds of appearances and acting and, and uh, you did did good. It's uh, it's been fun. I've enjoyed it. Um, I appreciate all the nice things yeah. you said. Um, it's not easy to go on there and put your put yourself on Dancing with the Stars. I mean, like all that shit is so hard to do. I had fun with Dancing with the Stars. I bet. I bet after you go on the Bachelor, everything's gravy in terms of the reality TV world. Really? Yeah. Okay, so the Bachelor's the hardest. Yeah, I mean it's psychological warfare. <laughs> Uh, the way you said that, the way that sentence came out of your mouth, yeah. it was like you've been in Nam. It was well, it, not it, to compare it to war, but like <laughs> I uh, emotionally, they really put you through it. I wouldn't yeah. like that. I've been on a reality show. I've been on a couple of like stand-up reality shows, and I did not like it at all. They would come in and they would go like, "Well, you know, uh, Tiffany said this about you," and I'd go, "Okay, yeah. you know, doesn't that make you mad?" And I'm like, "No." And then the next week, I was eliminated. Um, that's probably why. That's probably why. Get mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and do you think that your um, that you had some something about you that made you good at the psychological warfare? Uh, were you were you I, picked I, on in school or anything like that? Or? Uh, yeah, I, was, I, had a, I had a year of being bullied. That happened in middle school. I didn't like middle school too much. What happened? What did what did they pick on you about? Uh, well, I there I. Uh, I had a group of guys who, who teased me for being gay. Um, okay, okay. I, uh, I, I uh, liked the same girl my other buddy liked. And this is like seventh so grade. So you were gay. So it was like, you know, 
puberty age. So yeah. I got teased so much that they were, I had like actual, like, I was like, I don't know. Maybe I am. <laughs> I didn't really know what it meant at the sure. time. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, um, and so, yeah, I really went through it there. Um, and I, I don't know, maybe that's why I, I definitely, you know, I have a lot of friends in the LGBTQ community. I'm, um, I, I, f- I feel I'm, I'm proud to consider myself an ally to that community. And um, just because I, I, you know, again, whatever, I'm a straight guy, but just constantly being like harassed about that was it, it's definitely a transformative period of my life. But also like in terms of reality TV, um, I have like, I like to be liked, but I, I not, so much that I just I have a hard time not being myself. Yes, yes, you've done a really good job at being yourself, and I have a hard time for sometimes better, sometimes worse. Um, not just I have a hard time editing myself uh-huh. in terms of my opinion when it comes to reality TV. They certainly like that, you know, uh-huh. because you know, like you, I was like, I don't like sweat the small stuff or get mad about situations, but I also I'm like, I'll tell you what I think. Right. You know, and I was very quick to, I'm like, all right, I'll tell you what I think. Um, I, I think I dealt with the same thing. People would call me gay and stuff too. And I, th- I think when you're, when you're sensitive at all, or if you're like intuitive, or if you can recognize situations, guys will, a lot of guys can't do that. And so they're like, oh, you're gay. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and um, I liked stripes. <laughs> And I like dancing and it was like that simple. Stripes the movie with Bill Murray. Uh, that's a great movie. But I mean like fashion wise, like, you know, but to your point, like I definitely oh, more sensitive. I was making a joke, but um, I always liked, you know, I've, I, I, I love sports. Yeah. Always been a super athletic, but other than being a diehard sports fan and, and being an athlete, that was probably the most, um, you know, traditionally masculine thing about me. Like I've never been into hunting or cars and I've never really cared about kind of that, those macho things. And uh, maybe it's because of my relationship with my mom or the fact that I have a ton of sisters. I've always been very comfortable uh, around women. I've always had a lot of women friends. And so, yeah, growing up uh, in Wisconsin, um, uh, that, that didn't always, uh, wasn't always well received by other, uh, some of my male peers. Uh, yeah. especially in the middle school era. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you're working in Chicago yeah. and you're working at, in sales. I was right. 2014. 2014. And you, who says to you, you should go on the bachelor or how'd you get the idea? Uh, my, uh, my buddy's wife who they'll be visiting tomorrow. Wonderful. Um, he was, she was watching, uh, Sean Lowe's season, uh, OG bachelor from back in the day. I was familiar with the show. I'd watch it with some friends, but honestly, I never, I'm not, I'm not a big reality TV fan outside of yeah. the shows I guess I got into from being on it, but I never watched it back then. I certainly was familiar with it. I had like, you know, caught it in passing and I was teasing my buddy's wife for watching it and kind of I'm like, Oh, what are you watching? This is bullshit. Right. She was like, ah, shut up. And, and, and kind of jokingly decided that it'd be funny if she signed me up for it kind of without me knowing she kind of joked that she was going to do it. And I was like, ha ha ha, whatever. And then I randomly got a call like 10 months later. You send a tape in. Is that what you do? Like I didn't even think video? she did that. She just like sent a photo and a, like wrote a little bio. Uh-huh. And then I got a random call 
And, and they fly you to LA to test? At or? first, no, they were like, I was living in Chicago and they're like, we're going to be in Chicago. We'd love to meet you. And at the time I wasn't, I didn't really take it all that seriously. I, I loved my job at the time. I was working for a company called Salesforce and like uh, I had been working there for like a year, year and a half and really liked it and, and really felt like I found like a really great career path with a good company. And so at the time I was like, I had, I, I didn't think I was going to do it, but I was more like, well, you know, like it's going to be cool just to see what this pro like the casting process was like. Yeah. You know, like I was kidding with a guy in Wisconsin rather than the kid. And, and what is the casting process like? Uh, first I, I met the, the, they, they kind of do like, like regional visits. Right. So that the casting team came out, I met with them. They kind of put you on tape. They have like, they have like a little local PA they'll hire out and they'll interview. What's a what's an example of a question they would ask you? Oh, they just like to. So they're just trying to warm up, warm up, and see if you're like good at like talking about yeah. your feelings. And I wasn't at first, like kind of like classically. I think they still have the tape where I just I sat there and I like audibly said like this is awkward, you know, which probably didn't set me up <laughs> for success. And then they moved me into this room, like this kind of boardroom vibe, and it was uh, the head of casting and her like I guess second in command. And I could tell right away that they liked me. Yeah. Um, and then they started asking me more questions about like, so what do you do for work? And is this something like, could you take a leave of absence? I was like, do you guys pay? They're like, no. And I'm like, well, I'm going to be really honest. Like I kind of showed up out of curiosity. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to quit my job to do this. I have no idea if they would be cool with it. I honestly doubt it. Right. Um, so I was just really upfront with them. And, and they're like, well, you know, we'd still like to fly you out to LA. And at that point I'd never been to LA. So I'm like, oh, cool. Free trip to LA. You yeah. know, this will be fun. Yeah. Um, and so I, I did that and that, that process took like a month or two. And, um, I, I got the sense that they, I'm like, I actually think they might ask me to do this show. Yeah. And so that made it feel a little more real. And then I had some people at work that I trusted so I was just kind of like, hey, so have you like heard of The Bachelor? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, well, I, I think they might ask me to go on. And to my surprise, everyone's response was like, well, you got to fucking do that. And, <laughs> and I had some like good relationships with like people in charge. And thankfully to, 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 with my, to, to their credit and, and my benefit, um, you know, they were very supportive of like work-life balance. And so I kind of like, finally, when they asked me, I just said, listen, I just want you to know my prayer is my job. I'm not going to quit my job, but I have this opportunity. Yeah. And if you guys are cool with it, like, uh, what do you, I was like more, what do you think? And sure. they were like, Hey, we like you. We are good at your job. Ultimately, like we're a hiring growing company and we know you're good. So like, yeah, we'll bring you back. Go do this thing. Go for it. Go for it. Guys, quick break in the action to let you know that today's podcast is brought to you by the one and only SeatGeek. Yes! What an amazing company. They've been sponsoring this podcast. They were the first ones to come around and say, hey, Jay Nash, you got something on your hands here. I just want to say thank you to SeatGeek for sponsoring all good things. This is our sixth ad, I think, with them. And I want to thank you guys for supporting SeatGeek because you guys have been going there and downloading the SeatGeek app and getting $20 off your first order with SeatGeek by using the code Jason. SeatGeek is amazing. They have tickets in every city. Go see a music event. Go see a sporting event. 
event. Football season is here. Basketball season is here. Hockey. It's all here. It's the fall. And you're going to want SeatGeek so you can go out and see some live events and be cool like me and make dreams come true like the night that I took Susie to see Drake. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. I'm seeing Drake for the first time. That's what she said, and that's what she sounded like. I love you guys, and thanks to Seeky for sponsoring this video. Okay, back to the podcast. Okay, so you get there. You're, you're on the show. You're on The Bachelorette. That's where you yeah. start, right? Okay, you're there. It's 30 guys. Yeah, I think it's like 25. 25 guys. You show up. Obviously, you know, you know that, that, that's intimidating. Yeah, yeah. Like I, to be with a bunch of guys that are all alphas, or whether some are alphas, some aren't. I'm yeah. sure... That the 25 guys they pulled were no slouches either. All good-looking guys, muscular, right? Everything? Definitely all good-looking, all muscular for yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, what's that like? What's, the, what's was, that like? like, like, like the, well, to be honest, it was like interesting because I, I, was more, <laughs> I was more nervous going in. Yeah. Because I assumed that, like, that they were casting the best of the best. Yeah. You know, like I really didn't know TV or anything at this point. Right. So I'm, I'm thinking they're, they're going to be casting people with these like insane jobs, these like high profile attorneys, like you're like true, most eligible bachelors who are like super good looking and intelligent. (laughs) And I had these like great expectations of my competition. This is all to say, and I was very nervous, but I remember getting in the limo, and, and some of those guys are very much like that, that, you know, but there's also, The Bachelor is notorious for, for casting really good looking, very tall, awkward men. Uh-huh. And, and as soon as, I, I'll never forget this guy in my limo, super good looking guy, um, model face. And I remember looking at him like, fuck, fuck, man. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> this fucking curly hair. And like, it's like, and then he opened his mouth. And I remember being like, well, I'm going to beat you. And uh, yeah, it's just a lot of like awkward guys who. So that now you know you have a chance because you I can kinda, talk. Yeah, I could talk. It's really I, fun. I, I could connect and, <laughs> yep. and I could have, hold a conversation. And, and I immediately, and like you could tell, like there was another guy in my limo. His name's Markel, and we like kind of looked at each other, and I was like, "You're legit. You're cool. Um, you know, like you're definitely my competition, but you're also like just a good, solid guy." And yeah. like these other guys were just like, I, I, I quickly realized that while wonderful people, they weren't necessarily the cream of the crop. Yes, some of them had jobs, some of them didn't, et cetera, et cetera. And I guess because I psyched myself out. So so much in terms of what my competition would be. I got a little less nervous once I, once I met all the guys, I was like, Oh, I, I might, I might have a shot here. Um, And I don't know. That was kind of, to be honest, my, my mentality. It's it's a good lesson for somebody who's watching who's younger. It's like, you know, you can have all the muscles, you could be so good looking, you can have all the money, but if you can't, connect yeah. with a man or a woman, whatever you're doing, even in friendship and business and anything, it's, you have, you have a shot, you know, you, yeah, you really the, do have a shot. You don't have to be the best looking guy. You don't have to be, have the biggest muscles. Yeah. You just, uh, the art of conversation is really important in that world. If yes. for no other reason, like in life, you can be hot and awkward and just, you know, make out. She'd be like, I got nothing to talk about. Should we just like suck face? Um, and that usually works. And you realize on The Bachelor that's a bunch of people who are used to going, should we just make out? Um, 
But if you, see, if you can't hold a conversation and you can't take your clothes off, then you are forced to talk. And, and unless it's the fantasy suite at the very end of the, yeah. the season, you have to connect. And, you know, I don't think you don't realize this at the time, but, you know, if you're one of the 25 guys, like the bachelorette or the bachelor, right? Think about it. Like their job, they have to, they have, to have night one. They don't even get to talk to everyone, but like 20 some conversations, right? The bachelorette's already nervous, right? And now you have to have 20 first dates in one night. Now imagine how exhausted you are. But the people like the, who are there for the first time, they're, they're just as nervous. And they're thinking, well, I'll just let the bachelorette carry the conversation. You know, I, they sit down and just kind of like, yeah. girls don't like girls don't like that. What do you want to talk about? Yeah. You know, and so. And girls don't like lug heads. Yeah. And they don't like guys that sit back. Yeah, they. they am, I, am I am I wrong to join? I know you know. I think you know a lot about relationships. Tell me if I'm wrong. I think a That's lot. My experience. I think people in general it, it, like confidence, yes. regardless of gender. Because uh, when I was the bachelor, same thing. Like I connected mostly with the women who, instead of just sitting back and like hoping I would drive the conversation, yes, yes, yes. they would want to get to know me. You're right. You know, they would. They would. They would meet me at my level, so to mm -hmm. speak. You know, they they didn't act starstruck. They were just like, oh, you're a person. I'm a person. Let's have a conversation. And I was like, you're yeah. great. Let's, I'm going to keep you around. Um, so I think it's just more about uh, just having that confidence to connect and ask questions and, and not rely on the awkward makeout. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must-not-take-yourself-too-seriously and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So you see this first bachelorette. You see her, whoever she is. I don't remember who she was, but I'm sure you do. Her name was Andy. Andy, right. Okay. And your thought is, I'm trying to put myself in that position. I'd probably go, yeah, she's pretty. Let's see if we have a connection, right? Is that basically what yeah, happened? Yeah, I mean, I, I showed up pretty skeptical in a sense. Like people always talk about right reasons. I showed up, honestly, because I'm like, you get to travel. And at that point in my life, yeah. I had been to Mexico a few times. I didn't have a, a ton of like traveling experience. And I was like, I'm going to get to go to Europe or Asia, it seems like, if, you know. Yeah. They, they go to some pretty cool destinations. That's honestly like why I showed up. But you weren't like, necessarily looking for love. I was open to it. Yeah. Right. And so I made a conscious choice once I said yes, as skeptical as I was. I was like, all right, well, if I'm going to do this thing, I, I might as well embrace whatever it is. Uh -huh. And I, I actively chose to like embrace it uh -huh. and, and kind of like be here. Uh, and you, I, I got sucked in pretty fast. You, you know? did. Yeah. I mean, she, she gave me the first impression, Rose. I don't know how familiar you are with the show, but yes. night one, 
They give. A, she was into you the first night. Yeah, or she was in. You were one of the guys she was. And into. It, it validated the shit out of me. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I like to call them validation roses because that's what it is. And I remember being like, "Yeah, no, I love you." Um, Dude, that's so funny because I would do the same thing. Yeah. I'd be like, "Yeah, I don't really care about her." Oh, you give me a rose? It's like, yeah, yeah, no, this is right. like, this love can happen here. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and I, I and I dug her. Like I was physically attracted to her. I thought she. I mean, at, at the time, I think she she was a, a lawyer, uh, and he's a very intelligent person. So she ha she had a lot of characteristics that I was naturally drawn to at the time. Sure. Um, so that made it easy for me to connect with her, and and I I, I was genuinely into her. Right. Yeah. And so then, what happens on that season? You did you go all the way to the end? Or? All the way to the end. All the way to uh, the end. And, and but she didn't choose you. Did not choose me. Uh, and what did that feel like? Not well, not great. Yeah, from um, not great from the from the standpoint that you liked her, or not great from the standpoint that you lost. Uh, both. Yeah. Reflecting back, um, it's one of those things. I, I remember the challenging part of that world is you don't really know what's real, yes. right? Because I remember having the active thought. I was like, I was talking to Bruce. I was like, I know I like her. I, there's no question I like her. I just don't know how real this is. And I don't know as someone who I know I'm really competitive. I, I, I don't know how much my interest or, or attraction to her has to do with my genuine feelings or that I'm winning. You know? Unreal. And, and like, even Dude, though I was self-aware about it. You just fucking it, zeroed in I, on I an entire I genre. Yeah. Sorry, I'm cutting you off. Go ahead. It's okay. You just zeroed in on like an entire genre so well. That is so fascinating. Yeah. You don't know. You just you don't were, know. And you were smart enough to know that you didn't know. Yeah. But yeah. I, I saw, like, I knew I didn't know, but then I made the choice to just decide it was the former. Yeah. I was like, I don't know, but fuck it. Yeah. I'm yeah. just going to go for it. And so when I got to the end, uh, and I've told this story a few times, but I, rem I very much remember the, the morning of, and I woke up, then I went to bed like, kind of worried you know trust your gut because like she said some things and i'm like i don't know she might not pick me yeah but then like you know i was like oh i'm getting in my head i'm getting in my head and i woke up the next morning being like i'm oh, fuck i think i'm getting engaged today like it was, it was wild and then i remember thinking <laughs> fuck what are my friends gonna say this is, is this this is nuts uh and then i remember i was in the dominican republic and my bathroom like i had this nice bathroom and i had like you know, like the the toilet like the toilet closet you know mm -hmm. so i'm in this little room there's this little window and i'm looking out the window i'm peeing and i remember thinking to myself would it just be easier if she picked josh uh, you know because i was like i yes. know i like her i don't know how i feel but like am i really doing this this is insane you know because it's one of those things you get engaged but you you know like you realize that like hey it's not marriage and like there's a lot to learn and fuck it i'm just gonna take this risk and, and let the cards fall where they may and then and then I was supposed to like Neil Lane is like provides the rings and yep. is a part of this process where you meet with Neil and you pick out the, your final two, you pick out the rings and they're like, oh, you're going to meet Neil. Great. And then I opened the door and instead of Neil, it was her. And I knew immediately in that split second, she's about to break out with me. Uh. And I remember very vividly for like a split second feeling relief. And then immediately heartbreak shame sadness and all those things like took over um so that was our that was my wild, thought process what yeah. a wild ride yeah that's really really something you really yeah. took us through it and it was relief just about like not having to get to gay engage but it was, I, I i felt sadness I, I liked her yeah at the time yeah okay so then so that's what you mean by psychological warfare yeah you just you don't you don't know. you don't know what's real you don't know what to trust you can you can be as self-aware as possible 
and still not really know what you're doing. And it's a lot of like deciding to say fuck it and and not know if that's in your best interest. Yeah. What do you think's made the show so popular? Like it's, uh, it's, love it's, is relatable to everyone. Yeah. Gay, straight, black, yeah. white, yeah. you know, old, young. Like yeah. everyone relates to the desire of having a human connection and I call it the swingers moment. Are you familiar with the movie Swingers? Yeah. Yeah. Great movie. Love that movie. Yeah. Um, and there's that scene, uh, John Favreau meets the girl at the bar and then he like leaves like 30 voicemails yes. on her answering oh, machine. hundred percent. Yeah. The end. Yeah. And I, I say that because, uh, like people like to watch the bachelor, essentially the snark on the people who go on the show. Right. And I think we do that because we find peace in realizing that other people like make these mistakes Mm-hmm. just like us and but you know it's just easier to see that in someone else and i think you know it's it's very relatable to to see people make fools of themselves for the purposes of of love and relationships yeah. and i ultimately and that just never gets old are you still doing stuff with the bachelor uh, i will i part of my show the vile files i i recap it um and so, so to that and i'm mm-hmm. i'm still associated with the show and i'll occasionally interview some of the the bigger stars of the show. Um, if I, I think they have a compelling story. Did you want to make you the host? Uh, no, no. And I, I pitched myself though. Yeah, I read that. Yeah, I read um, that. You know, Jesse's great, and I think you know Jesse has a relationship with uh, ESPN. And quite frankly, to be candid, uh, I think the things I would have loved to do as the host, I don't think they're quite interested in having. What's that? I guess someone who like talks openly about relationships and, and dating. I mean, quite frankly, everything I talk about in this book is literally the opposite of what they would want you to do on The Bachelor. Tell me, give me an example. I like that. Well, I, you know, like I think you should take time and get to know someone and ask questions. <laughs> and I right, think you right. should be cognizant of, of not just hoping that someone likes you, but focus on whether you like them and, mm-hmm. and not give in to your ego and things like that. And that's literally the opposite of The Bachelor. In fact, I, uh, I, I just watched the premiere of Bachelor in Paradise. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Jesse, the host, so, you know, he gets everyone together and he goes, find love or go home. You know, it's like, it's very much like a threat in a way of like, you must find love. If you don't find love, you're just a fucking loser. Um, and yeah, I, I just, I just Good don't talk you. about those yeah. things. And I love, you know, like, listen, the, Jesse's there to facilitate the show. And as the host of the show, uh, listen, the less you know, the more you react to the unknown. Uh-huh. And, and so he does a great job of that show. I, I think I'd love to have the cast have a little bit more mentorship along the show, but I don't know if that's the recipe they want. Right. And um, you're not going to say guys, why don't you take a few months and yeah, I mean, come back and shoot the end. Yeah. And and listen, if I had gotten the opportunity, I would have adjusted, but ultimately Jesse's a fantastic host. I think he's doing a great job. I think he's everything they were looking for. And I think it was a seamless transition from no, I don't Chris Harrison. Just talking to you for the short amount of time. I don't think it's right for you. It's not who you are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it would have been a great opportunity. I'm thankful for the time they gave me, but um, everything tends to work out. And now you do a lot of uh, relationship advice on the podcast, right? Yeah, one of our shows also is a segment called Ask Nick, uh, where people will call in. What's your favorite question you've gotten, or who have you helped that you liked, or anything interesting stick out to you? Oh, it's all interesting. I mean, shoot, today... 
uh, well, we had someone who, well, someone was adopted and then her adopted mother had reached out and she was having problems with her and she wasn't sure. And her, her adopted mother's dying of cancer. And oh, wow. she was asking my advice on how to handle that relationship. Uh-huh. Um, people wanting to ask out their physical therapist, uh, something as simple as that. People wanted to I ask a, out I had a girl f- last year who, uh, was dating a man who said that she, he, he was like, oh, he had a, he had a roommate. Yeah. And his roommate was a woman. Yeah. And she's like, oh, cool. I'm dating a progressive man who's like mature enough to have a, a roommate who's a woman. Yeah. Turns out that was his wife. <laughs> um, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. And so. Um, what did you say? Uh, what did What'd I you say? Tell her? I mean, the truth is a lot of what I talk about, it's, it's a lot of the similar stuff. I, all I'm, I, it's not so much I'm trying to give people advice as I, when it comes to relationships and dating, and I, I, I learned this through my own mistakes. Uh, I, I talk about ego a lot, right? Uh-huh. I, I read this book called The Power of Intentions by Dr. Wayne Dwyer after I got cheated on by my then fiance in like 2008. There's a similar book called The Power of Now uh, by Eckhart Tolle, uh, very similar concepts. Um, and it really taught me a lot about ego and obviously the role it plays in your choices. And I talk a lot about that as well just because um, you're talking about ego, like I'm dating somebody and I think I can do better or something like that. Sure. That could be one of them yeah. or, you know, ego is the reason why we give so many people second and third and fourth chances when they've never given us a reason to give them one chance, you know? Tell me about that. What do you mean? Well, I mean, a lot of people are focused on being liked rather, like, right. rather than going on a date. Most people, especially if, let's say you're on a dating app, right? And you're swiping and all of a sudden you match with someone and you're like, wow, hot. Yeah. Read their bio. They like to travel. They like to laugh. We're super compatible. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so you go on a date and you're immediately like, oh God, I hope they like me. You know, you're thinking to yourself, like I, you know, if they look how their pictures are, I'm, I'm obsessed. And you yeah. walk in, you meet them and they are, they're hotter in person, you know, and they tell a couple of jokes and you're like, oh, funny, funny too. And immediately all you really care about is I hope they like me too. And yet you know nothing about them, right? And that's really just your ego just saying, well, I don't really care if we know them. I just, your, your ego wants to be val- validated. Nice this day. wants to be liked by everyone. And so when we do that, you know, we run the risk of investing in people who won't make us a priority, right? Because uh-huh. our ego doesn't care about being a priority. Again, our ego cares about being validated. So that's why people can get ghosted or get cheated on and we give them second chances or be stuck in these situationships that last forever or when the yeah. person like doesn't give us any upfront expectations and constantly confuses us. And when we actually think about our feelings, we're not thinking about, yeah, this person makes me happy and sad and cared for and, and, and like I, I trust them, I feel safe around them. In reality, it's just like, well, if you thought about how they make you feel, other than you tell yourself you like them you're just like i'll be honest i'm i'm confused all the time yeah i'm constantly mad at them i'm sad i don't even know if they like me yeah but all all i want for them is to like me back and that's just your ego and and i think most of the time in dating relationships we spend a lot of time prioritizing that and we confuse that um partly because again we just all have massive egos and partly because you know the medium of 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 the world has taught us to prioritize that. You know, I write about this in my book, but like think about the movie, The Notebook. Have you yes. seen it? Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. I love the movie. <laughs> um, but like, those are just insanely two toxic people. Like yeah. Noah's a fuck boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, 
He's yeah. just out there having a bunch of sex. You know, he's dating this woman named Martha. Right. She's over there every night. They're hooking up. Yeah. You know, meanwhile, Allie's out there. He's he's tasting her. You know, like Martha was probably just like, you know, and Noah's just sitting there being like, sorry, we can't date. You know, my friend died in a war. <laughs> I'm sorry, we can't date. I, I have to buy this house. Yes. I'm sorry, we can't date. Like my first girlfriend fucked me up. Yeah. He's like, but do you want to come over tonight? Yeah, like yeah, hook yeah, up? Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh -huh. Like, and so, but the notebook it's this romantic movie and I say this and they're like, it's still a great movie, sure. but at the end of that movie in like say sex in the city, right? Yeah. The move, they get, they end, they end up together. So like, what does that teach us? It teaches us that like, really like it doesn't matter because if you fight through whatever toxic situation we have, doesn't matter how you oh. treat each other. doesn't matter how you treat other people. As long as you end up together, it's all worth it. Wow. And that so is, we have that mindset all the time. And we are, we kind of, we, we tell ourselves the more we have to fight, the more we, then that makes the love that much special. But like, that's never really how it works out. Do you believe in one person to the no, end of time? No, I believe there's zillions of people we can be compatible with right, and we got to find people who are willing to prioritize us. It's funny. I just met somebody and it it's, it's rocked my world and I'm like old, like and I've, I, that I would, could figure out something this late in life. I met somebody who uh, I'm dating her now and she's the first person that I ever met. She came to me one night. We were, we were on a date. She was like, oh, I did our charts, whatever. Oh, like astrology? Astrology. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I cool. kind of believe in it or I kind of don't. Sure. But there are some things that I see that are yeah. pretty good. And she goes, she was all excited. She's like, I have to tell you something. I've got to show you this. I've got to show you this. I was like, okay, what, what, what? She's like, we're absolutely perfect for each other. Um, we're both Gemini's, we have the same moon or whatever it was. And she was saying like, uh, you know, I, uh, I'm going to let you do whatever you want, you know, have your own time and you're going to let me do whatever I want. And, and meaning like, uh, and I never had that before. I, I've never, so I've always hated relationships because anyone I was ever with was a burden to me. It was somebody who was like, you have to go do this or, and I, and I don't want to, you know what I mean? Or if yeah. I said, I need to go do this for me, they would be like, no, you know? And so that really blew my mind. I was like, wow. I was like, that exists. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, there's, there's someone for everyone. And like, I think sometimes we don't spend enough time kind of to your point of like thinking about like what makes us happy. Mm -hmm. Like as people, like how do we feel fulfilled? And like a partner is not going to, fill those holes but they can help you like reach those goals and i think sometimes we just like choose our partners based off these superficial things how they look or how they act or what our friends think of them and things like that and like here you are like you needed someone who was confident in themselves like you know give you the space to do yourself yep and like it sounds like maybe your love language isn't quality time as much as like say other things like i'm sure you like spending time with each other but yes. like other people need some other like maybe need more time together uh -huh. and like you finally found someone who kind of matches like that's like it's a compatibility thing yeah i think it's funny we talk about compatibility all the time but i think very few people prioritize compatibility when picking the person they want to date very few people what prioritize compatibility ah you know like yeah, actual yeah, compatibility yeah, they, they go for looks like do we work yeah you know like yes 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 because like, yeah, I mean, when I was younger, it was more like love conquers all, you know, uh -huh. you know, I can, I'll fight through it, you know, and, 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 and you met your new girlfriend, she DM'd you, right? Is that yeah, right she sent my DMs, yeah. Super she romantic. sent your DMs? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm thankful. <laughs> She's great. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, um, it's, I, I've, I'm lucky to have her. And um, you guys been dating for a couple of years now, right? Yeah, a couple of years, and you know, obviously, like certainly, she's beautiful, and how I love she, all that stuff. How but, is she different than all the women you met on The Bachelor? Uh, well, she's different from anyone I've met. Period, in the sense that um, I mean, she's really truly confident in herself, and uh -huh. we don't really compete on any level. Um, and I've I've never really had that before. Um, and I just think she's um, she's just a really confident person who seems seemingly insecure. She's very communicative, uh -huh. um, and I think we're very quick to like be willing to talk about things that are bothering us and check in and and yeah. And so I, I feel very safe around her, which is a, a quality I didn't prioritize when I was younger. Um, in terms of feeling safe enough to express myself and, and work through problems, uh, not be reactive to disappointment and things like that. And so those are all things that I learned that I need for myself in relationships. Um, and, and thankfully she has that. And, um, and also she's just a joy to be around. Everyone likes her, you know, she, uh -huh. it's, uh, yeah, I watched you guys on a podcast. Yeah, I mean, she's just this very charming person and very... Um, is that hard putting the relationship out there? Because I went into the comments and I was like, fuck these people. Like, I watched the podcast you're on, this Shandy podcast. Oh, dear, yeah. It was great. Yeah, that was the first one we did. Um, and then I went into the comments and I was like, because I, I had a relationship that was online and it, 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 it's probably my own trigger, but um, it's tough. It's just like, I, I got so upset. To read yeah, it. I mean, like, thankfully, being a part of Bachelor Nation, it toughens you up. Yeah. Um, and my friend Charlene and Andy, they're, they're part of, of Bachelor Nation, those fans. And listen, like, uh, Natalie is younger than me. There's an age gap there. And that's certainly something that I was nervous about, um, before we got in a relationship. But, and I, I certainly knew that once we went public, you know, well, love uh, open the door for criticism and things like that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. um, yeah, I mean it's it's fine. I mean, again, like um, I'm lucky enough to have her in my life, nice. and um, that's pretty. And cool. yeah, it's uh, yeah, that, that's pretty it's, cool that the show you didn't find the girl on the show, but the show found you, Natalie. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, she in a way, she wouldn't have known about you. I she didn't ironically watch The Bachelor, but I, I think the algorithm might not have sent me to her Explorer right. page. Right, right. And I don't think I'd be taking like selfies <laughs> right um you wouldn't be at equinox with a shade yeah um and so uh Same. yeah i kind of worked it yeah i mean tuesday leg day i'm grateful of my time on the show i mean everything i'm doing now is uh is is, is related to what i did on the show not necessarily directly no, you know is. but I, I know what you mean i yeah. mean i live really in la nice. i host a podcast you know i i was an accounting major what do they pay you for the book uh, a decent amount, yeah. <laughs> Not enough. No, I don't know. Yeah. Are you, you nervous about it? You excited? It's a lot too. I'm more excited than nervous. I'm proud of it, right? I, yeah, I yeah. actually wrote the book. I never thought I could write a book. I'm dyslexic. I barely can read. I have no idea where commas go. Uh, and so oh, when they cool. asked me to write the book, I first thought it would be a coffee table book because I... Um, I started doing this weekly series on Sundays, which is similar to like the podcast, but it's called Questions with Nick. So, you know, in, in Instagram, they're like, ask me anything. Yeah. So I was like, you know, this was, you know, four, four or five years ago. And, you know, like coming off the show, you're just like, I don't know, like I post 
selfies and every time i post something about the bachelor i get great engagement when i don't and my fans are like fuck off we don't care about your real friends and and i was like well what do i what can i do like what's what do i like doing what am i passionate about doing what's something i could do consistently and i just i knew i was always the friend who like other people i liked talking about relationships i like talking about social dynamics i knew i had a knack for giving kind of like hard-hitting but empathetic advice so i just waited for people to start me asking me relationship questions i only answered that and i kind of trained my audience to like ask those questions and thankfully they started enjoying my my answers and so i've done that like every week for four or five years now and so i have like thousands of these you know because every time you post an instagram story it saves if that i have that setting and so i went to my publisher abrams and i'm like listen i got like thousands of these and how about we like just make it into like a coffee table book like a page turner like quick q a stuff like you format it make it look cute like it's already there yeah and they're like cool but we want you to write a book. And I was like very clear. I'm like, well, I don't, I don't know if you realize what you're asking for, but they were very gracious and, and, and believed in me more than I believed in myself. So I started writing. It was brutal. Um, I didn't really know what I was writing. I just kind of started writing topics, you know, like, you know, situationships. All right, I'll just write what I think about situationships or fuck boys or, you know, defining a relationship and like shit I talk about on my podcast. And at first there was like, like eight months in, I was like, I honestly had this conscious thought of like, I'm just going to give the money back. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think this is turning out way too when I got my book deal. Yeah. And, and they, we find they're like, no, this is normal blah, blah, blah. And so we put together the rough draft. And after we did that and I read it through, I was like, Oh, I could see it now. I could kind of see the vision very rough and incomplete. But from that point on, it became fun. And then obviously my editor was very gracious and they really helped me format the book and put it together and structure it. So I just kind of just wrote conscious stream of thoughts and wrote it Mm -hmm. down and they did all the grammar and editing and things like that. But um, yeah, after it finished and I read it, I, I was like, this is way better than I thought it would turn out. I never thought I would write a book, whatever people think of it. Like I know I didn't embarrass myself. Yeah. Um, I don't know how well it's going to do. I'm grateful that the, for the people who have had a chance to read it yet. And he's given it some fans. He's, he's nervous about it. Um, yeah, they Please. seem to like it. So what's I don't know how well I'll do, but I like it. It's going to do great. What's the title mean? Is that don't text your ex happy birthday? Yeah, yeah, it's like there's a there's a part in the book. That did you text your ex on, on happy birthday? I certainly have. Yeah. And did, did would that turn out bad for you? Didn't it wasn't great. What I just reminded myself that she didn't want to be with me. Yeah. What did she say? Thanks. <laughs> it's a great title for that yeah. reason damn just yeah. what did you say just happy birthday or like hey i've been thinking about uh, it was you. a long i mean the one that comes to mind was a long time ago and i yeah i hope you're just having a really great day and you're like a really important <laughs> like, uh, i've been working on myself thanks you too <laughs> take care like well fuck me um i just text the worst yeah. And then if you're the person who broke up with someone, you should definitely shouldn't text them. Yeah. On that split second, they get the notification and you're just like, oh my God, it's my birthday. They thought of me. And they're just like, happy birthday. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> fuck me. Um, yeah. But I go into a little bit more detail. That's but good. Yeah. It's uh, it, really the book is really just more about being honest with your choices and what your intentions are. And uh-huh. I've, I have often to- felt stuck. You have. Yeah, in relation, yeah, because you're just like, again, that, that conflict of of giving into your ego and, and thinking that's what your heart wants and convincing yourself. And I, I'm a big believer that the 
no one will lie to us more than ourselves. I mean, I, I ruminate a lot. We're often in our heads. So we have conversations with ourselves more than anyone else. And it's very easy to convince ourselves of things that we want in the short term. You know, just think about it. It's just like a, should I eat this cookie? Sure. You know, like it's, yeah. we can we're very convincing when we want things in the moment. How'd you and, get so good at um, self analysis? Yeah. And, and relationships. It took know. me a while. Yeah. I made all these, I made all, I made all the mistakes. You did. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I had to fuck up a few times before I figured it out. Were you um, like this way before the bachelor? Were you always self analyzing yourself and trying to make yourself better? Well, after I was cheated on by my then fiance, that was a pretty crushing moment for me. Uh, I, and I refer to it as the, 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 the time I met my ego, which was just made kind of recognizing that I had one and then thought about, how that played a role in my choices. Uh-huh. Like thinking back, like that particular girlfriend, like I loved how we looked together. I thought, you know, but I don't think we were compatible at all. And it took me a year and a half to come to that realization. Uh, yeah. um, and again, like we've all done that before. And so I think we often prioritize the wrong things for the wrong reasons. And, um, and so, yeah, when we do that, we can often feel stuck. It can be very confusing. Like, why do I want this, but feel this, you know, and like uh, the heart and the mind kind of don't, often add up and so yeah that's it that book's more just about that just kind of trying to get unstuck of any situation um and sometimes the truth can hurt but the truth truly does set you free in the sense that it gives you more power it makes you more uh, in control of your feelings it allows you to deal with disappointment easier and you might not get the outcome you want in the short run but you will tend to get the outcome you deserve in the long run if you prioritize those things over your ego. Are, are all your brothers and sisters like this too? Your, your mother and father taught you this or are your mother and father still alive? Oh, they are. Yeah. yeah. Still together. Um, still together. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think we're all very different. Yeah. yeah. Me and my siblings. Um, I think I get a lot of my empathy from my fa- mom. I get a lot of my analytical thinking from my dad. Yeah. What um, do they do? What's their job? My, my dad, well, my, I, my dad has now semi-retired and working for me, which is something I'm pretty proud oh, of. Wonderful. Too. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's, what's he doing? He's running your businesses and stuff? He's, he's doing odd end stuff for Did me. Do you have an oils company? Or yeah, an essential oils company. I, I'm, I'm getting events and uh, natural habits, essential oils. Natural habits. And then I do some real estate stuff that he helps with that. He's a pretty handy guy. But ultimately, I just want him to enjoy my mom. And, and, and when I ask when I need some for him to do. Isn't that the best? Yeah, it's great. But prior to that, he were, he's pretty blue collar. He worked for a, a printing company. Um, he grinded it out. My mom, for the most part, was a stay-at-home mom. She now works for a, a local like family-owned shoe company and does some like accounting work for them like that she really enjoys, but really blue collar. Okay, so let's go back. So let's finish the bachelor story. So you, So then you go, you're done the first year. They ask you to go back again for another bachelorette. Yeah, I mean, they asked me after they caught wind that her and I had this kind of like offline relate, well, rather online relationship in a sense that, uh, you know, a lot of people you, connect. Through you their, and Andy. Me and Caitlin. Oh, this is the second one. The second one, yeah. I mean, listen, it's a, it's a traumatic environment. And so it's very easy to relate to people who have gone through it. And yes. so pretty easy to connect. And we formed a friendship, you know, via like we, I think I slid into her Twitter DMs and we started just talking about our mutual experience and we were just kind of there for each other as friends. And that kind of, you know, took off from a romantic standpoint. Um, so and then, then they asked her to be the bachelorette I and, and then they kind of found out that we had been talking yep. and then they asked me if I wanted to shoot my shot, so to speak. And yep. I said, yes. Right. And then what happened in that season? 
I took second again. You did. Yeah. And that, so take us, because your first story was so good. Take us down to the, that night where you're, it's down to the two and you wake up that morning. What did you think that day? Uh, that day I was a little bit more, um, I was confident for different reasons. Um, <laughs> this is wild, man. I, uh, cause we had known each other, right? We had like it's with, with Andy, wild. I didn't really know her outside of the show. It was right. like, uh, fuck, you know, and with Caitlin, I very much did. And so, uh, we had a lot of off camera time and I was very like, Hey, I don't give a fuck about the show. So like, if right. you don't pick me, just send me home now. Right. right. So I trusted her that she would do that, but but she uh, didn't send you home. She did not. No, no. She so so week by week, you're saying, "Send me home. Send I, me home. I, send I, me I home. don't care. Yeah. I only care about you." Yeah, basically. And, and um, what did she say to that? She said, "Okay, but you know, like she, she lived in a tough spot too. She ended up doing me a favor. Like that's one of those things that hindsight's twenty twenty. Why was she in a tough spot? Well, as a bachelorette, you have a you have to make a TV show, you know." Ah, um, so she, she wanted you there for selfish reasons to make the show better. Well, I, I think she genuinely cared about me sure, and, 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 and how confused she was or not. But like, yeah, listen, it's just, it's no, a, I get it. it's a Look, tough it, position to be yeah, in. If I'm, if I'm out shooting a vlog and the, the funniest person wants to go home or the best person wants to go home, I, uh, no. Yeah, it's, it's tough. <laughs> it's like, and, uh, and so I woke up the day pretty confident, but I do remember... Like I know the, you know, cause at the time, you know, the producers asking you questions, like you're feeling confident, feel good. You know, you're feeling, you're like feeling really good. Wait, tell me what the producers say. I love this. Uh, you know, they just ask you questions. Like what? Yeah. Well, like they're just asking how confident you are. How confident you are. Yeah. 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 What do you say? Well, at that time I was like, hey, anything can happen, man. Fuck. You know, I've learned that lesson. <laughs> like you're talking <laughs> like, to a guy who was in the same position last year. Like, I'm not going to fall for this shit. Um, <laughs> Isn't that the best, your relationship with like the cameraman on TV shows? Yeah, yeah. It's the they absolute were, best. Yeah. Like, let's get this shit done and they're micing you up. They were, I, and I enjoyed them and I respected they have a job to do too. But um, I really put most of my trust in her. Yeah. And I was like, I don't need to trust you guys. You have a job to do. So fuck you guys. Right. You're great. Love you guys, but like, not my job to trust you. It's my job to trust her. Um, she brought me out there. She let me go through that whole speech. Um, and then uh, I got done. And then she, you know, um, brought out the dagger, so to speak. You give a speech in the end there where you're yeah, like, well, I love want, you. I says, why? Yeah, they're like, oh, well, you know, I remember, I remember being like, well, I'm going to make her talk first. And they're like, sure. You know, and she, she just stands there. Like, well, fuck it, I guess I'll go. Right. Um, <laughs> and she did and, and uh, ended it. But again, it's one of those things too. I remember being so mad at her, so mad. And um, yeah, I, I was very angry at her at the time because I, all I could think about at the time was like, how, like, you have no, you have no heart. Like I asked you not to do this to me. Yeah. Like, I didn't need you to bring me. Yeah. Like I wasn't a part of your show. You know, I was very like, very angry. And I remember. Maybe she wasn't sure. Yeah, I mean, either way. But at the time, that was my thought, right? Yeah. And I remember just wanting to push her in the pool. We were standing right next to the pool, and I was like, don't push her in the pool. <laughs> Yo, this is great behind-the-scenes shit. Um, this is crazy. And, and, but yeah, I was just so mad. But like, here's the thing, though. Um, had she not given me, had she not done that to me, I, I wouldn't be sitting with you here today. Yeah, right. She gave me an opportunity to have one of my best moments, right? Because on that show, often people don't realize, and I don't realize at this time, and I, the advice I'll give people on the show is, if you feel right, you're fucked. If you feel embarrassed, you're usually in pretty good shape. 
Wow. You know, because people want to see vulnerability. They want to see feelings. They want to empathize with you. They want to relate to your heartbreak. That's what makes you likable on that show. Uh-huh. Uh, Did you say you, you've, you're an expert now doing it so many times? On the show? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I guess. I'm sadly. I don't know. I don't wear that with a badge of honor. But I think, what um, you, I think what you said is really, really important. I can relate it to myself. I had a podcast with David. It was called Views. Yeah. yeah. And it was doing great. And he didn't want to do it anymore. And, um, and, you know, I had to go do this and it's been great. It's been like, you know, I've gone and done something on my own. Yeah. And so you, you, you I, it was hard. You just uh, never really know. Yeah. yeah you just it, don't know. Yeah. It's a really important lesson that. Yeah. So hard to sometimes learn. how you feel about a certain situation, you know, it's like a breakup, right? You break up. Mm-hmm. You're like, how could you do this to me? Time goes by. You realize it's like, hey, no disrespect, but thank God I'm not in that relationship. You know, like. But it's hard to realize that at the time, you know, yeah. you, you care about them or you're just afraid of being alone or being single. Like, oh, I don't want to date again. Like, oh, how embarrassing is it to get back on the apps? You'll have all these thoughts that really have nothing to do with whether you should be together or not. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, so I'm actually incredibly grateful that Caitlin did that uh, uh-huh. or that she she waited to the end. And despite my anger at the time, um, like I truly wouldn't be sitting here today. I wouldn't have my show. I wouldn't have been The Bachelor. Yeah, it forced you to go yeah. out and yeah. do everything. And, and what, is, what happened to her? Did she get married? Uh, no, she is in a, she's engaged now to someone who was also on The Bachelor. Great guy named Jason. Um, she's thriving. But, doing but not the thing. guy she picked that night. No. no. They did date for a while, though. They did. And so, that, so now you go to Bachelor in Paradise. I did. Right. And, and that is more... Uh, that, that, that would, I would have imagined. That's is, fun. Yeah. It's just fun? Fun. Yeah. Well, but, you know. Like, aren't you like like competing with other guys and like. Yeah. Oh. But at least there's like equal number of women and men. Uh, <laughs> right, right, right. And right. you're more hanging out. So it's very chill. Like, you know, on The Bachelorette, it's just you and dudes. How do you, like, how do you win Bachelor in Paradise? Pardon me? How do you win that? You find love. Oh, that's it. People don't get eliminated. Oh, they do. Oh, yeah. they do. But, you know, find love or go do home. They, do they, they form alliances? Not really. Well, how do you get sent home? Uh, it's like a game of musical chairs. If yeah. if uh, if the music stops and you don't have a chair, I see. I see. You go home. Oh, if you're not careful. so every week, there's uh, like uh, uh, either it's you know gender based. So I've watched e- it too. Every I just week, don't remember. it's okay. I'll remind you. <laughs> every week, you have either the men or the women have the roses. I see. And the 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 gender with the roses or the power that given week, there's less of that group. So right, if the right. women have the roses, there's like six women and eight men. So the six women will give their roses to the Got six it. men and the two men standing without a chair go home. Okay. And then okay. they bring in new people and then switch it. And then every week there's an e- like disproportionate number of men and women. I got you guys. But generally there's like, you know, it's fun. It's like summer camp. I had a really good time. And how'd that go? What, what happened? I mean, they made me the bachelor. So, so what happened at the end of bachelor in paradise? Uh, I was dating a, a woman named Jen, wonderful person. Um, but I, I broke up with her on, the beach um with a lot of tears and sadness and uh um, what's that like to break somebody's heart like that it sucks yeah i think getting your heart broken or breaking someone's heart is equally as painful yeah what do you think's worse uh being your, getting your heart broken is definitely yeah. worse you you just feel very powerless i mean you feel sad when you break someone's heart but and and you still might mourn the loss of a relationship but generally speaking you believe it's the right thing for you and when you get your heart broken the first half of it is, is trying to accept that you, even though you believe that you should be with this person, they don't want to be with you. And you first have to accept 
that reality first. And that can be a huge step that the person who broke up with, while they may still have to heal, they, they don't, they've already accepted that part. That's why they broke up with you. Yeah. And so as, as tough as it is to break someone's heart and feel bad, yeah, getting broken up with and, and learning that you have to accept the fact that, and then, you know, your ego is all getting involved. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I, you know, remember I said, I love you. I don't want to be with you anymore. <laughs> uh, right. I don't know. You know, it's really tough, man. Really? It's like, wow. You know? Okay. So now you're the bachelor. You go in there. It's 25, 30 women, right? But yeah. I think I had whatever I think it was. 30 women, yeah. So you go out there the first time you see the 30 women. What's that like? What, Very nerve wracking. Uh, there's a lot of pressure. Uh, I really genuinely wanted to meet someone. Right. You know, um, you know, my thought was, how cool would it be to finally meet someone on this show? I'm like, fuck it. That would be great. Yeah. Um, Don't you know right away, if you're talking to these girls for the first time, can you immediately go, half of these people I'm not into? I mean, I... Or do you not do that? Because I, I would knew, think, yeah. I, I know within the first five minutes of talking to somebody. It's, it's a lot more than half. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Right. Yeah. It is, right? I mean, listen, walk into a bar <laughs> yeah. on a Friday night. Are yes. you in love with half the people there? No. Right. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, they... I knew pretty quickly who I was more drawn to. Yep. I think that, I mean, everyone's different, but- uh, Is that I've, why you sent three girls home at one time? I, I sent a lot of people home. Why did you do that? I, I wanted to be a little different. I wanted to communicate. <laughs> I, I think that's awesome. You yeah, were basically I, saying, I'm not going to waste your time. Yeah. You're gone. Uh, yeah, I, I w- it, was, it, it was really from a place more of empathy than, than harshness, <laughs> even though I don't know if it was always received that way. Right. I just remember being sent home. Listen, look, when someone breaks up with you, uh, Dude, you, you usually have the benefit of like, even though it doesn't do anything, of being like, so why do not she like me? And then you get to hear and have them remind you of all the things they don't want to be with you, yeah. why they don't want to be with you. But at least it's just nice to like ask the questions. And on the show... You just don't get a rose. And they're like, yeah, see ya. And so I, I wanted to give the women I sent home as much as possible, at least the ones I was getting to know, uh, I wanted to give them a proper goodbye. And so I wanted to have like the time to like explain to them why I was sending them home as opposed to just not giving them a rose. Um, and how was that received? By the producers and the, and the audience. Producers loved it. Uh, they did. The audience, mixed reviews. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, some people thought I was a little harsh. Yo, that's uh, Other people liked it. Either way, it seemed to make for good TV. Right. Um, but uh, it was definitely, come. it came from a place of, of wanting to give the women um, the consideration I thought they deserved. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so then uh, you got down to the end and you had two girls to pick I did yeah. and what were you thinking then were you were you into them or you're just still not sure I was very much into the woman I at the time got engaged to um I knew of my choice pretty quickly yeah um I had a lot of respect for Raven who was uh I hate to use the word runner-up but sure she, she um but at the time, and I said this on the show, I actually, I, I had a lot more empathy and related to Raven more than I related to Vanessa because I was a two-time runner-up. So I was yeah. like, fuck, I'm about to do the very thing that was done to me twice. So I was very careful um, during the whole process. I was very careful with my words uh-huh. in the sense that um, 
unfortunately as a lead just by how the, it's set up like you're just kind of forced to lead people on even if you're not trying to uh-huh. this is how the show works but i wanted i wanted it to make sense you know once i sent them home because i remember being sent home both times and thinking things why would they say this to me why would this happen like i don't understand like they didn't have to say this we didn't have to do this and like it it, it felt very cavalier with my feelings uh-huh and and certainly I was as guilty as you know of leading them on certainly at times, but I was very deliberate with the words I sent so that like once they sent home and kind of got out of that bubble, it would make a lot of sense, especially after watching it back. And uh-huh. I felt pretty good about that fact. And I, I feel like after you know I've reconnected with all of them, and you know uh, they're well, all. What's an example of something you said that you, you felt maybe hurt in the moment, but you well, felt I, good I later. certainly didn't express express any like feelings offline about like being in love and i i decided only to be intimate with the woman i decided to pick for you keep it off yeah keep it off there um you know little stuff like that and i didn't try to do a lot of talking about the future Uh um i didn't i didn't want to give any like you know because i remember giving a lot of validation and credibility to like off-camera moments Uh you know and so i didn't give any like off-camera moments to anyone but Vanessa at the time uh-huh, like I didn't uh-huh. like you know squeeze their hand and give oh, them man. a wink or stuff like this and these little things that like the lead doesn't have to do but does sometimes mm-hmm. because at the time when it was happening to me I was like oh they must be giving me a signal you know this is like hey you know what? I'm sorry put, put, your, put the foot down oh, there sorry <laughs> sorry I fidget I'm the same uh, way and Wait, uh, yeah do? so it was just little stuff like that I just I and again like I I I, I didn't do it perfectly, and I'm sure at times I had to lead people on, but as much as I could, I, I tried to not. It's, impo- it's impossible not to lead people yeah, on. Yeah, the show. I mean, it's just like, and people draw whatever they want from your actions. You can yeah. say, like, hey, uh, you want some orange juice? And people are going to be like, oh, he likes me. Yeah. You know? That, that, that you can't control. But no. in, as much as I could, I at least tried to be thoughtful. And I tried to put myself in their shoes because I had been in their shoes. Yeah. So you didn't post anything after the show with the winner or anything like that in, in, as I, to protect the other person's feelings? No, I definitely, I mean, at the time, I mean, I, I, once the show, I mean, I, at the time I was like, well, filming certainly, but once I was in the relationship, I was very much prioritizing the relationship. Mm-hmm. And what do you think about social media in The Bachelor? You think it's like, you think it's it kind of, uh, is it is the bachelor tougher now because of social media? Did sure, get yeah. I mean, out? everything's tougher because yeah. of social social media. Um, I mean, like, like talking to two people who have rely on social media for a living, but at the same time, I do, yeah, I do think it will be what ultimately ruins the world. Um, <laughs> I feel that way too. Yeah, I mean, like I don't I, post anything about my girlfriend. I think uh, yeah, I you know, like the movie The Matrix or Terminator Two. Yeah, like machines take over the world. Yeah, like, I think that's happening. Yeah, the AI is scary, isn't it? We're like we're already being brainwashed. I know. You know, I don't feel like we're really in control of our choices. Well, I have a whole chapter in there called "The Internet Is Not Your Therapist." Uh, Explain. Well, I mean, the internet. We we when we're sad, you know, go on TikTok or go on the internet, and we're looking for answers, right? Because the internet is full of information. So, like, hey, I need information. How do I'm sad? I'm hurting. Let's let's go look for answers. And you go on TikTok and you know. uh, the algorithm fucks you up and, 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 but the internet is not a place that solves problems. The internet is a place that wants you to feel stuck because the internet wants you to like get you fixated on the thing that you are fixated on and keep you there. 
Uh-huh. You know, the internet, it's, they're trying to monetize your feelings mm-hmm. and you're in a, so whatever feeling you're in, it's not there to help you. It's, it's there to keep you in that state of mind. Mm-hmm. And how often do you go on the internet? Every day. Constantly. I know, but do you limit it and stuff? I try to. Yeah. Do you, are you one of these people that wakes up in the morning and is like, I don't look at my phone for the first hour or stuff like that? Oh, I mean, I've tried that. Yeah. I'm not good. Yeah. No. no, I'm not good. It's tough because you have business and everything. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, but I've, I take mental, like, you know, for a while, I'll be like on TikTok scrolling. And then there are times where like, I, as a consumer, I try to limit myself. For the yeah. most part, I'm on Twitter just because I'm a Packer fan. So I get a lot of my sports news from Twitter. But I've, I do a pretty good job not like scrolling uh-huh. uh, and things like that. I don't read comments. Yeah, I mean, I try not to. I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm not perfect, but I'm... You were on TikTok the other day talking about Adam Levine, right? I was, yeah. You like weighing in on those things? Do I like yeah. doing it? Not really, but it's kind of part of the brand, so to speak. Yeah, yeah you sort of have It's to, an opportunity right? to, you know, listen, it's, it was a relationship it's topic. Def- the to- the, it was the topical. Topic, yeah. Uh, it's something I knew my audience would relate to. I mean, I was, <laughs> I was shocked by that post because usually if you, if you hit about 80%, in terms of like agree versus disagree, you're doing pretty good. Heck, if you go 60, 40, you're doing pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but it, it seemed like I, 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 I got like a, hundred percent, like a 99, like uh-huh. rotten tomato score on that, on that post. Yeah. But, uh, so that was alleviating. Do we know, we, but we don't know if he was, if he has an open relationship or anything, right? Well, that's something that people haven't considered. Right. We don't know. <laughs> Is it that crazy to think that Adam Levine and his, <laughs> Uh, wife all. might have a non-traditional relationship yeah. that maybe they just don't want to like come out and say for fear of judgment of yes. say people who are, are a little bit more traditional. Yeah. That's also possible. In fact, I would be, it, that would not shock me. It's so funny. I, went, I was watching this piece on Nightline once and it was this woman who was a reporter. Her name is, I think her name is like Juju Chang or whatever. And she's just very like, ABC reporter probably, you know, went to like a great school and just like, and she was doing a story on people who make porn. Uh, they live stream porn. So that's a story about porn, blah, 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 blah. And she was like, so judgmental. And I was like, well, yeah, of course you think that Juju Chang, who probably went to a great school and like, you know, lives a normal life or whatever, but it's normal for them, you know? Yeah. And I, mean, I, th- I just think the way the media, like the way the media portrays things, it's just, it's really fucked up, you know? Yeah, we're, we're, uh, there's a lot of stone throwers out there. Yeah. You know, um, and we, we like to project and like to judge, you know, and usually we're, we're projecting and judging ourselves and it's just easier to put that on other people uh, rather than, than look in the mirror. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not a big, as someone who has been cheated on, I don't have a lot of, of um, uh, I have some harsh, you know, I think it's a low character thing to do. You know, uh, you can have your reasons to be sad and unhappy in a relationship, but you also can choose to leave. But again, as far as... What do you think about that? What do you, if, if somebody cheats on you, but you still love them, you think it's okay to stay with them? Okay. I mean, I think it's a risk. Yeah. A risk for why? Because they'll do it again? Or a risk well, because I, you're not I, I valuing yourself? Yeah, I mean, you gave that person your heart, and part of relationships is having trust, and they well, they took that trust and, and violated that trust, mm-hmm. right? Um, people make mistakes, I sure, but that, that's a big mistake to make, and it's just hard to recover from. I mean, there's people who, like, 
you can want to forgive someone all you want, but like, it's just sometimes easier said than done. And I often say like, like there's like just everyone has their reasons for cheating, but like that doesn't make it a justification, you know? And I think people often confuse the two. Right, right, right. Uh, Because you, yeah, I mean, you know, I was sad. You didn't pay attention to me. We stopped having sex. Like you stopped taking yourself. Like there's all these other options in terms as opposed to cheating, but. My girlfriend said that to me the other day. She's yeah. like, well, if I cheated on you, what'd you do? And I go, I, I, I don't know. I'd like, she asked that. I'm like, I love you. I'd probably stay you, with you. You would. Yeah. And she was like, you would? Hmm. She's like, no. She's like, you would? You shouldn't do that. And she explained it to me and I never thought about it before. And I was like, all oh, right, I guess I get it. I understand it now. Well, I Cause think. Cause it is like, it's like, you're not. No, we need that. That's perfect. It's a hot podcast. Yeah. Um, wait, what were we talking about? Oh, we were talking about cheating, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting, right? Well, yeah, because I, I mean, you know, talk about like Adam, like non-traditional relationships or maybe open relationships or things like that. Um, I'm, I, I'm not into that. And I, you know, Natalie and I don't participate in that. But at the same time, I understand the logic behind it. <laughs> and uh, I do think, I do think uh, it, it's amazing what couples are able to, to do uh, if, if you are really good at setting expectations and boundaries, because I think there's nothing more important in a relationship than, than trusting that you, your partner will expect respect, whatever boundary you set. So like, whatever it is, you yeah. know, like, Hey, I, I, I need you to respect this boundary, you know? Uh, and so I, that's why, like, I have, I have friends, couples who are in open relationships and oh yeah, some of the healthiest relationships I've seen. That doesn't sound good. Well, you'd be surprised. And I, and I only say that because what they have is total communication and total trust. Like they know, A, that the partner loves them. And two, that they, whatever they ask the partner to do, their partner will respect that boundary. So like, right. if you're going to do this, I need you to check in with me. And if I say I'm not comfortable with that, I know you're not going to do it. Right. You know, and, and I think it's really just about trust. It's less about the sex or the intimacy and more about the trust. Uh-huh. And uh, I think it's kind of fascinating to see couples who participate in these kind of non-traditional relationships just because if you're good at it, they are really good at communicating. They're really good. They have, there's a ton of trust there. Mm-hmm. And I think it just speaks to the power of having trust and communication. And if your partner says, I need you to not do X, Y, or Z, and like this is a boundary that I, I, I need you to not cross, oh, and like, okay, and then they have trust that they're going to do that, I think couples are really capable of doing some like incredible things yeah. and, and putting up or not putting up with, but like participating in things that other people might find exciting, but like, there's no way I could do that, you know, yeah. because a lot of people don't communicate. They don't want to talk about difficult problems. That's me. It's more like, uh, you know what? That's like awkward. So I'm just going to avoid doing that. Yeah. And, and then we just, so instead of, checking in and and asking your partners how that makes them feel or how could I do better? How could we respond? We just answer the questions for ourselves. And since we're not mind readers, we often get it wrong. Right. What's uh, something, what's something your, uh, your current girlfriend's taught you, Natalie? Uh, what has she taught me? Well, one thing she, 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 she teaches me every day on how to be more present. I'm not very good at being present. You're not. No. What are you doing? Just thinking. I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm, always, I'm always thinking about what's the next move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, what's the next problem it's I have to solve? You. You, got it. you have to. I struggle with it. Yeah, big time. 
Um, I'm in the same boat. I'm always, I have my kids and I'm always like, fuck, I, I gotta be here. Yeah. She's very good at that. Um, she's very good at being present and she's very good at making people feel seen and validated and, uh -huh. and she's really considerate. Um, uh, I like to think I'm a considerate in my own way, but she has a lot of strengths where I have weaknesses and that's, that's always, it's always nice. Yeah. I really like, um, my, my, my girlfriend, she's so, so positive. It's almost annoying. Yeah. I'll, go, <laughs> I'll be driving in traffic. It's just, this is so fucking annoying. She'll go, I'll go, I'll go, fuck, I'm sorry. I'll be like, God, this fucking traffic. She's like, I like the traffic. <laughs> I, I would that would annoy me too. What? That would annoy me yeah, too. Yeah, she's like, I like it. It's more time we're getting together. There you go. It's so funny. <laughs> she may, yeah. But listen, she it sounds like she has perspective. It's yeah, yeah. I think she's. It is nice, and I've learned that too. Like, there's definitely multiple ways to look at any one given situation. Right. Let's let's finish the bachelor. So you go home. You pick the girl. Who did you end up picking for the final? Her bachelor? name is Vanessa. Her name is Vanessa. Her name. <laughs> she's still with she's us dead to me now yeah <laughs> um did the did the producers manipulate a lot of stuff on there not as much as people like to think yeah i mean listen they're producers they're producing what the producers do is they encourage you to express whatever you're feeling in the moment i refer to them as the friend who wants you to buy the boat <laughs> you know it's like, should yeah. I buy the boat? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And now a good friend might say, well, let's, walk, let's, let's, like, let's, let's, let's walk through this decision. Think about it. Is it really a good investment? I don't know. And there's other friends who be like, fuck yeah, you should. <laughs> because they, you know. That's awesome. Want to go wakeboarding. It's fun. Uh, and it's fun. Everybody and they're not the really fun. worried about your long-term situation. But yeah. in the moment, it definitely feels good. So they're just that angel on your wing that like, uh, makes, you make, it makes you feel okay to react in the moment in your most authentic way so you're like i'm gonna send three girls home and someone is the producer's going fuck yeah nick let's do it <laughs> they Something actually like they they do at times will have your best interests in mind i've gotten good advice from them yeah. uh they have steered me the right way many times they have steered me the wrong way they well they have allowed me to dig my own grave in the past uh, -huh. uh uh, listen, I think we are in control of our choices. That's the one thing we have control over. And so me and my peers might feel differently about this, but like I didn't have a gun to my head. Ultimately, the choices I made were my choices. Um, I made them as an adult. Uh -huh. And I would rather just take ownership of those choices rather than put the blame on other people, even if, even if um, maybe they could have given me better advice. It just, for me, it, 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 it helps me feel more in control uh, of my choices. And so, uh, yeah. And also, again, they're, 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 it's just very easy to complain and blame someone else, like a producer on a TV show. I find it very fascinating on that show that when people look good, they're never saying, well, that was because the producers made right. me look good or they gave me Prince music. Like, you know, they played like romantic, like, like act, not Prince, the musician, but like Prince Music in the background. Music plays a very big role on how you see people. Yeah. Uh, no one's offering credit to the show. I, I truly believe that more people are, are made to look better than they are, than worse on that show. Can they make anyone look like a villain? Yeah. They can. Yeah. Well, it's, also, it's just everything's overly simplified. You know, like um, just recently, there was a guy uh, in the most recent finale. It, 
sounds like he might have cheated on, on Rachel, and I think he kissed a girl. And I'm not saying that's not a big deal, and it's not wrong. But Batronation, like, treated him like he killed somebody. Yeah, yeah. You know? And so it's, like, it's it's edited to be reactive. They they edit it like it's a, t- like it's a sports show. And just, like, I am a Packer fan. Mm-hmm. I like sports. Not only do I love the Packers, I love hating the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, so yeah, yeah. they like, and that's listen. I'm very thankful for the fandom that is Bachelor Nation. I'm thankful for their passion, but with that passion comes some challenges, uh-huh. uh, and I've just learned to accept that. Um, but uh, it's it's not without its hardships, and it's and again, people are identifying with the behavior, right? You watch a show, and usually your people you like the most are someone that like reminds you of yourself or has lived through an experience that you've had to live through. And and when someone's wrong that you identify with, you get very triggered, and and you, it 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 feels like you're going through that situation, and that's how they get people. In, I mean, they do a great job of keeping people invested. What's that feeling like when they, like, what's the first time you come out of Times Square and they like announce you and people scream for you? Was that that's great? Do you like it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> feel like a rock star. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, I I, I uh, it's very. I've the, they given me some really cool experiences that. Um, I'll never forget. Uh, and, and people cheering for you is a, a wild it's feeling. It's fun, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it's also like. It's dangerous. It's also really dangerous. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a literal drug. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just, interesting. It's just a great way to get that dopamine hit without ever digesting anything. Yeah. And it's hard to replicate. Okay. So when you finish, so you, you finish The Bachelor, you get engaged. Yep. And then I would think, I think the question I always wanted to ask was, you know, you're, you're in these exotic locations and then you get to the real, I don't know, you move into, you move into, back to your apartment in Chicago. Where do you go? You go back to uh, LA? Well, I was in LA at the time. She, after the show ended, she moved in with me. It's a challenge. Yeah. You're definitely set up for failure. Yeah. Yeah. Is it like, oh shit, we're in reality. <sighs> yeah. I mean, part of it is, you know, listen, you, I gotta you, take the trash out. You get engaged. And then, then you have to start the relationship long distance because by the time when you get engaged, then, you know, filming, airing doesn't start right away. So there's like a, a month, you can't really oh, right. hang out. So they, they do these happy couple, you see each other every other week for like weekends, but you're locked in a house and that's also kind of sucks. So yeah, it's just, it's, you're starting a relationship with a lot of stress points mm-hmm. and then the show starts and now you have to watch each other make out with other, you know, uh, that shit, which it's uh, easy to say, oh, well, it was a show, but like, it's just hard to do, right? And then you have to deal with like- No, that's crazy. Fans. She'll call you and be like, you made out with yeah. her? What? With- Wait, I didn't know that, right? Yeah. Is that what happens? Yeah, well, that's a lot of that. Yeah. Oh my God. Or I thought you told me you knew me. I thought you told me you knew right away. And you're like, I did, babe. Well, you're telling this girl, you know, like, and I'm like, yeah, well, Nick, you know, I, don't know. I don't know what to say. fucking awful. Yeah, and so it's, it's just like, I really have a lot of empathy for everyone in that situation it's tough and then the show starts and then you know people have their opinions and comments and it's hard to it's just it's a really impossible situation so uh i give a lot of credit to people who have made it work uh because it's not easy to do and um yeah and then then it just eventually it didn't work out it just didn't work out yeah yeah great and then you met natalie and then i met soon after that a couple years after that a couple years after that what did you go Who's a, is there, was there like a really cool celebrity that like hit you up in the DMs once you were the bachelor or anything like that? Uh, I briefly dated Dan- January Jones. January Jones. Oh, I did. Yeah. I read that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, great She's person. Beautiful. Yeah. Great, great on Mad Men too. Uh, yeah. I love and that Just show. A, a good person. Yeah. Right? So I got to. to but didn't that start out where she was 
she basically like dared me to ask her out on James Corden. Uh, so I did. And, and you just DM'd her? Yeah. Good man. All right. Yo, dog, right on. <laughs> Good work. Um, all right. So we have a couple of games. All right. Here we go. These are, these are just some games for TikTok or whatever, but they'll be in the podcast too. This is uh, Google's most searched. Okay. Wow. I've never done this. What's the best way to do it? Do I hold it? What, Nick Vile? Why don't you peel it off, Nick? I peel it off? Yeah. What? What season was Nick Vile on? Uh, four of them. We already talked about that. We probably should have did this at the top. This is awkward. It's okay. How to pronounce Nick Vial? Yeah, uh, Vial. I've said it wrong the whole show. Uh, I say it wrong sometimes. Vial. It's, it's, well, it's like, listen, I'm from the Midwest. So if I'm not like trying to enunciate, which I didn't, I didn't give any thoughts to before I was ever on TV, it just actually often comes out as like vile. Vile, yeah. Have yeah. you ever thought about doing like a Rob Deerdick type show called Vile, Viral? Viral, I probably viral. should, yeah. I, I think I would probably want to change my last name uh, if I had the choice now. What is that? Is it, what's the last name? Is it, it Apparently German? it's like French. French. Oh yeah, you look kind of French. When did Nick Vial? Get tattoos. Not too long ago, actually. I How many have, tattoos like, you got? Some now. Do you uh, really? I have a lot of siblings, um, and I always wanted to get a tattoo that told a story about each one. And oh my god, all and eleven! For, I, you know, I worked for the man for a long time, yeah. and so I was always afraid. You know, not afraid, but like I just, you know, I don't know if I was like should do the like. I never wanted to get one. You know. Yes. And you got a tattoo for your ten brothers and sisters. Yeah. You yeah. have one for each of them. That's so yeah. sweet. Do they like that or are they like, Nick, you freak? You know, somewhere in the middle. <laughs> I don't think they really gave a shit. I said that to my kids once when they were younger. I was yeah. like, I'm going to get your names tattooed. And they were like seven, nine years old. They were like, don't do that. <laughs> and then they told their mother and she was like, what are you saying? And I was like, I don't know. I think it, thought it would be sweet. Oh, yeah, it is sweet. And everyone was against it. Uh, yeah, but I got my first one a year and a half ago. Okay. Let's show us one. Jeff? Oh, what kind of dog is it? He's, a, uh, he's essentially a golden doodle. A golden doodle. Yeah. What is Nick Vial doing now? Talking to you. People always say that. How old is Nick Vial on The Bachelor? I started when I was 33. When I was The Bachelor, I was 36. Hell yeah. Prime of life. Prime of your life. Here we go. Uh, the relationship died in a fiery car crash. Yeah. Well, read it, Nick. What happened with Nick Vile and Andy Dorfman? Uh, we, we broke up. Yeah. All right. What happened on Nick Vile season? A lot. Uh, <laughs> Would you go back to the batch? Oh, you're, you're having, you have a girlfriend. Never mind. Yeah. I'm either way. Nah. Just kidding. <laughs> Would she let you go back? I doubt it. Yeah. But she has told me if I cheat on her that she will go on the show for revenge. And when she gets out of limo and they're like, why are you here? She will say revenge, which I actually, I'm waiting for that to happen. I love that. I would love someone to get out of the limo and be like, why are you here? Revenge. I just want to piss off my boyfriend. (laughs) What a great story. I respect that. What does this one say? I can't see. I can't read. Uh, Who did Nick Vile propose to in Bachelor in Paradise? Nobody. Nobody. All right. Who has Nick Vile dated? Too many people. January Jones. Who is Nick Vile dating now? Natalie Joy. Wonderful. 
What does Nick Vile's girlfriend do? She's a surgical technologist what and a model. What is it? And a model? She assists uh, doctors in sur- surgery. She's their right-hand person, right-hand woman. She, her job is to kind of read their mind and, and give them the tools that they need. She must come home completely stressed. No, she likes it. She Good. enjoys it. Yeah. It sounds like a stressful job. Yeah, I mean, at times. Saving think, lives? Yeah, she, she's... I mean, I mean, I know we're saving lives here with the truly, podcast. Yeah, but she's, uh, she's, she's been a part of some incredible uh, uh, surgeries that have, have quite literally saved people's lives. Do you remind, she resuscitated someone at work once. Do you she reminded her of the lives that you've saved? Always. Being on The Bachelor? Every day. Yeah. I, I, don't let her forget. Nick. I don't. I want what, her to know that I do, do very important things. It's very important. Yeah. Yep. I got a DM today. Somebody has depression who watches the podcast and they told me they feel better. So. Yeah. I mean, I do. Get don't play small, Nick. I do get the occasional uh, uh, very sentimental note, um, <laughs> which I appreciate. Don't you wish you had the balls to like, or don't you wish you were skilled to like save lives? Like, wouldn't that be cool? Like if you're like a firefighter or something? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. It's like when I see, um, when I see military people. Tons of respect. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always like, God, thank you for your service. Thank you so much. Not everyone can be a hero. I wish I was brave. You know, one time I was, um, one time I was in first class and there was an empty seat next to me. And a woman came up, the stewardess comes up. She goes, so sorry to bother you, Mr. Nash. She goes, there's a serviceman in the back. And um, we were wondering if it would be okay if he came up and sat here for the second half of the flight, the seat next to me. You said no. I said no. I said no. It's a low character moment for you, Jason. I said, my backpack is on this seat. (laughs) (laughs) No, he came and sat next to me. Of course I said yes. I said no. <laughs> no, no, I, I don't. No, no, I'd rather not. That'd be mm. funny. Okay, this no. is uh, a couple more games. Here we go. All right, this is Never Have I Ever with Nick Vial. Here we go. You Never have? have I ever said I love you when I didn't mean it. Oh, yes, that's a good one. <laughs> I've done that in relationships. Yeah, I've like been there way too soon. I love you. Oh shit. I uh. I really like again. Like I, I, I have, I have some weaknesses. There's some, some things that I definitely uh, uh, aren't good, well, that's not good. good at. But I, uh, I'm honest to a fault, for better or worse. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you know what those three words mean. I just and remember you. Don't throw you it around. I just remember being in high school. Even like I like you. I just, I just, I just learned pretty early in life that if I'm just honest with people, God, you know, they you, might be a little shocked at first, but then they go. Well, now I know where I stand. So simple, guys. Listen to it. You had such a good upbringing. I blame my father for who I am. I, I, I give credit to my parents. Can I meet your parents? Yeah. Yeah, they'd love to meet you. Can I go on a hometown date? Please. Yeah. <laughs> Can we I'll just let them know you're going to stop by. I won't even be there. I'm like, this. Yeah, I don't need you there. Yeah. Just, just say hi. Invite them in. It's pretty fucking cool you're on The Bachelor, man. Is what it a ride? Something. It was a ride. What a ride. It was a ride. Wild. All right. Never have I ever stood up a date. Uh, yeah. Look at you. Perfect. Good looking. What's your, what's your body fat percentage? I don't know. Uh, I took a, I one took a, day. It used to be. I'm not gay, but I took a look at you with the shirt off last night. I take pride. Good yeah. job. I like looking good naked. How do you stay so lean? What? How do you stay so lean? I work out every day a little bit. Everything in moderation. Also like jeans. Do you eat Doritos at late at night? I didn't have, I have only eaten Cheetos today. Cheetos or Doritos, which one? 
Cheetos right now. Never have I ever had sex in a public place. Right on. Uh-uh. Right on, man. Where was it? Uh, one time we're driving on the freeway. Right on. I was driving. Is that public? I wasn't inside. Uh, and then like, you know, parks. I mean, I lost my virginity in public. How many of the girls on The Bachelor did you have sex with? Uh, not as many as you'd think. Fantasy suite. What goes on? More talking than anything. More talking than anything? Yeah. I think that would be hard to have. If you're on the show, you start having sex with people. That probably is fucking really problematic, right? Because then they go and tell, I, we had sex. It, and, then, uh, and then if you have sex with more than one, right? Bad. It can backfire. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Never have I ever had a threesome. Well, that's a good one. <laughs> okay. Good answer. Sure, Nick. A guy of your looks and caliber hasn't had a threesome. We believe you. It's not a lie detector test. It is now. <laughs> Either way. Your converse is shaking right now. You can't see it off camera. This guy is lying. I'm standing next to him, and I'd fuck him. Okay, here we go. <laughs> That'll be funny in post, even though no one laughed. I promise. I laughed. Thank God. <sighs> Never have I ever used a dating app. Are you, have you gone on there since you've been famous? I was on Raya for a minute. For Raya, yeah, yeah. yeah. I went on a date on Raya once, and the girl, um, her mom died that day, and she went on the date. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How'd that work out? Fucking horrible. Yeah. I was like, are you sure you want to be here? She was like, she passed away. I was like, why are you dark? Why are you here? But you said yes. She, no, she came. She told me at the bar. We were at uh, over on... Uh, Across from the Scientology Center. Oh, that's what it was. There you go. Bad <laughs> <laughs> <That> giveaway. <laughs> Never have I ever regretted a tattoo. Not yet. Good. Never, except for your sister. No, that's the Lord. You love your sister. Okay, whatever. Never have I ever dumped someone over text. No, you wouldn't do that. Nick. Mm, Nick. Nick. I have never. Okay, good. Did I we don't do that here at Vile Nation. Uh, we vile nation. We don't do that here. You've been so perfect so far. I mean, the last question: Have you ever murdered someone? You're like, I have. Ooh, <laughs> define murder. <laughs> Never have I ever uh, stolen something. Uh, I think technically I have. Yeah. What'd you steal? Uh, a bag of potato chips. I took two and I paid for one. <laughs> Is this yesterday? No. <laughs> okay. Good. Never have I ever been kicked out of a bar. But I did, I just want to say, please. I, I one time went to an ATM in college while I was poor. I think that's an important reference point. Yeah. And it gave me too much money. And I gave it back. You gave it back? I gave it back. How? You went to the bank? I just gave it to the cashier. Is this guy real? I mean, it's unreal. You wouldn't? I want to date him. I, I believe in karma. And, I, and, and not to sound like all righteous and shit, because again, I, I made a lot of mistakes. Uh, but I really prioritize my character as much as I can. Good. I'm going to start doing it. Yeah. I'm going to start prioritizing uh, <laughs> my character. I'm going to learn how to say the word prioritize. Uh, yeah. I, I gave a, yeah, I found a lot of cash like a year ago and gave it to a homeless guy. That's yeah. good. 
Not. Guys, I wasn't poor then either, so like that felt extra easy. Right. Well, you're a good person. We had Julie Bowen in here last week. What a piece of shit. Who? From Modern Family. Have you met this woman? Oh, I'm sure she's lovely. <laughs> oh, the worst. Terrible. No, she's, she, she couldn't have been nicer. It's our best podcast. I just like saying that. Ferris, please keep that in. I want Julie to know. Here we go. Never, we're almost done. Never have I ever been, uh, kissed a celebrity. Uh, I have. Oh, yeah, you, January Jones. Hot stuff. Okay. Never have I ever created a fake Insta to stalk an ex. Nick wouldn't do that. I've created a fake Insta. Uh, not to stalk an ex. I've created fake Insta too. Yeah. Yeah. Did but not to stalk an ex. So not like, to stalk an ex. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, why? Just to like. To Just stalk. to have it. Yeah. Okay. Never have ever been to a nude beach. Oh, I like that one. It's never what you want. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? It's never what you uh, want. No. It's always somebody who's like 70. Yeah, it's Two 70-year-olds. It's all as, as bad, bad naked as Jerry Seinfeld would say. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's never what you want. Okay, here we go. This is, this is a rapid-fire questions. This is the last thing we'll do, and then you're going to go home. What? The show has only ever had two female leads at the same time, twice, but not males. Yeah. What? No, I like it unnatural. Why do you think... Sound like you care, Jason. Why do you think that is... Do you think we'll see that in the future? I do care. I mean, I know the answer, I think, but go ahead. I'll, I'll, do so, I think I'll, we'll see in the future? Anything's possible. Eventually, they'll do it because they haven't done it. They do it because people like to see two girls fight, compete. Is that why? I really don't think that's why they did it this season. I oh. think it was because they had a compelling story for, for both of them. And they hadn't done that in a while, so they figured, why not? I think this season was a perfect example as to like why they don't do it because you have that much less time to get to know someone. It's just like, it kind of ruins the experience for everyone. Yeah, I would think. Um, I'm old school bachelor. But I would love to see two men fight and feel insecure about it themselves. You know, I, they'll, yeah, they'll I think eventually they'll, do it. I think it. they'll do it. I don't right? think they'll do it anytime soon, but uh, they'll do it eventually. They'll do everything eventually. Yeah. They'll have like an alien on there. Yeah. But I, I don't think it's because of why. Yeah. Maybe in the past they might have done that, but I, I think specifically this time around, I think they just, the story made the most sense. Are you happy, Jess? Did you get the answer you wanted? <laughs> they were? Okay. Okay, this is rapid fire questions. We're going to put one minute on the clock. Okay. This is Nick Vial. Nick Viral Vial, they call him. <laughs> because his, he's so viral. Here we go. Margarita, salt or no salt? I'm not a big margarita fan. Forget it. I'm so, okay, sorry. Salt. Nah, fuck it. I'm not a big... You live in California. You don't go out for margarita. Do you drink? Sometimes, yeah. You're not a big drinker. I'm more of a marijuana guy. Oh. Okay. Bachelorette or Bachelor in Paradise? Paradise. Wonderful. Kid Rock or Kid Leroy? I don't know who Kid Leroy is. Then I guess it's Kid Rock. I guess. Lil Pump or Lil Peep? Pump? <laughs> I'd say Peep. <laughs> All right. You came from 10 brothers and sisters. On a scale of 1 to 10, how horny was your dad? 
Probably 11. Probably 11. They called him Thumper. <laughs> Did they really? Yeah, guys at work. <laughs> That's a lot of kids. It's a lot of kids. It's kind of nice, though. It's more, it's less condoms than more kids, you know? Yes. I would have like seven kids if I was rich, but it's just so expensive. Do you have kids? I have two, yeah. Have two. Two's great. Do you like them? No. No, not at all. It's the worst. <laughs> no, they're the best. Yeah. Wyatt and Charlie, they're the best. 13 and 16. Awesome. They're, they're fucking amazing. Uh, coolest, so, okay. On our last podcast, Julie Bowen talked about vagina time. What is vagina time? Uh, probably some sort of, you know, masturbation. No, technique. Nick, gross. No. Get your mind out of the gutter. It's time with her kids. Is it? Yeah, vagina time. It means she's working and then she's like, got to go drive the kids to school. She calls him Nick. Weird. Jeez. I'm gross. <laughs> Favorite movie of all time. <sighs> True romance, I usually say. Ooh, no one ever says that. It's a great movie. It is a good movie. It's really uh, good. Fight Club's up there. Fight Club. What about Bob? Is light up there. What about Bob is great. Shawshank Redemption. That's kind of the fugitive. Notebook. Notebook's good. Yeah. Uh, favorite vacation destination. What's your favorite place you went Hawaii. to? Hawaii. Hawaii. Me too. Hawaii. We should go. Best pro tip for future bachelors. Um. Don't do it. <laughs> Right on. Thoughts on the grown woman. Thoughts on the grown woman from The Bachelor who had a nanny. Love it for her. Love yeah. For her. Okay. I mean, I. That's when that I heard got that, her to hometowns. When I watched that, I was like, she's not going on national TV saying that she has a nanny. Yeah, she's a legend. Whether it's true or not, it's, people are going to hate you. Oh uh, well, it worked out for her. Yeah. What happened to her? She made it to hometown. She was on my season. She, oh, she went to hometowns. Yeah, yeah. because. She, I wanted to meet the nanny. <laughs> I was the nanny. Lovely. <laughs> so she really did have a nanny. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, she had. No, I get it. It's yeah. somebody who was her nanny that kept working for the family. Yeah. But people. She just leaned in. That's funny. Last celebrity you texted. Well, I like to consider my girlfriend a celebrity. Right on. Uh, uh, Natalie yeah. Joy. Natalie Joy. Uh, Billy Eichner, I guess. Well, I DM'd him. I just had him on my podcast. Yeah. Oh my God, he's so funny. He's a great, it was the incredible. The movie's so good. Yeah, awesome. So it's so good. Um, okay, do you owe a lot of your success to the fact that you look like Ryan Reynolds? Probably, yeah. Is bad breath the dirty secret of The Bachelor? Yeah. People have bad breath. White wine breath. Uh, it ferments. How come you had all these hometown dates and never took them to the hometown buffet? Missed opportunity, I think. Correct, yeah. That's why I ended up alone. Last question, ever thought of turning Bachelor Nation into its own political party? They would probably win. You yeah. could you could run. Would you ever run for office? No. 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 Right uh, I, I wouldn't consider myself to be, uh, yeah, yeah. There's other people more, more suited for yeah. that. Well, listen, man, you're a very impressive person. Like, likewise. I, I think I'm, uh, I left here today. I learned a lot. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take care of myself. I'm going to hold my morals up high. I'm going to um, check my ego. I'm going to read this book. Guys, this is the book. Go get it. Don't text your I'd ex. love to know Happy what you, birthday. you, I would really love to know what you think. Oh, I'll read it. It's an easy read. I'm going to need a magnifying glass, but I'll read it. Because I can't read the print. It's definitely for guys. Good for guys? I think so. 
I, I would challenge men to be more open to like read this type of stuff. Yeah, I would too. I would challenge all the guys out there to be more open, to not end up like me, uh, 49 years old, yeah. still figuring out what a good relationship is. You know, it's, it's kind of sad. Don't be like your heroes. Don't be like me yeah. and be like Nick. But I, I do think you're a very impressive person, and I. Uh, uh, it's very generous of you. I, uh, I, I'm, I'm really, uh, I'm really. I come happy. with a lot of flaws. Yeah. You what? Said so I come with a lot of flaws too. I didn't see any today. What are they? Uh, I'm obnoxious. Uh, <laughs> I interrupt. I don't close cabinet doors. Um, you don't what? Close cabinet doors. I interrupt a lot. You monster. I you don't pay attention very doors. well. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, no, you, you're doing a good job, man. I'm glad. I'm happy for you. Likewise. I know, I know you're going to go on to even bigger things, and you always have a friend here with me. And It's, it's a pleasure having gotten to know you, and I hope to you. see more of you in the future. I hope so, too. Yeah. Put her there, man. Okay. Thanks, Nick. Thank you. Nick Vial, everybody. Go check out the book. Thank you for watching the podcast. Go check out his podcast, Vial Files, right here on YouTube. You can uh, watch it right on there. And, uh, and maybe I'll be a guest on there. So, you know, you had Tinks on. I really like her. Yeah. She was great. Are you, are you coming on? Yeah. They, they gave me a date and then. We'll, for, we'll figure it out. But and then uh, they gave me a different date. But I'm October 17th. October 17th. Show. That's when you're filming. So then it will air October 19th or 20th. October 19th. I'll be on Nick's show. So look for it. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks, Nick. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale, it's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch involved in a then unheard of secret organization called the Illuminati and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes.